morning and welcome at the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. March the 28th, 2017. I hope this day finds you well. It has really been just incredible, the weather here. You know, we, we get to brag about it just for a short period of time, and this is, we're in this the sweet spot. It's mid-80s, everybody wants to be outside. It's a wonderful day to be alive. Ramon, <laughs> Ramon was telling me, and for those of you in Phoenix, I don't know if they if it's in Colorado. I don't think it is, but the they do a little uh, snippet, little news snippet. It's called Canada Calling. As as most of you know, I always say Arizona's like South Canada, North Mexico and South Canada. That is Arizona, uh, and they were saying that spring was upon them as it is above freezing. And I was uh, Maria, me and Ramon were laughing. I, you know, I moved to Arizona almost not quite. 30 years ago, about 28, 29 years ago, well, 27 years ago, and I've never shoveled snow again. Matter of fact, if I go the rest of my life without having to do it, I'm going to be okay with it. I really, really am. You, The great thing about sunshine, you don't have to shovel it. You really don't. So uh, one of those advantages of living right here uh Final Four is upon us now, and I guess uh, everybody's uh, coming in for that event, and then uh, maybe that'll be the end of the holiday season here in Phoenix. I mean, you think about it. We have the golf tournament, the car show, uh, the the Super Bowl some years, and then uh, now we've got the Final Four. I mean, just all kinds of things happening uh, around town, and then once Easter happens, all the snowbirds will go home, and life can get back to normal. God will turn on the sun, and it'll be 115 degrees, and you know what? I kind of like it better then. No offense. I mean, all the people visiting, thank you so much, but uh, yeah, last one out, turn out the lights. I I will be ready for traffic to get back to normal. Uh, Our website's at allamericangold.com. Of course, all of you already knew that. Make sure you friend us on Facebook. You never know when I'm going to throw up another one of those uh, contests where you can win free stuff. Uh, If you don't know how to find us on Facebook, if you go out to our site right below where we have all the spot prices, there's the link to our Facebook page. We're on Twitter at Patriot Trading One. I've been pretty quiet on Twitter this week because there's really nothing to tweet. Uh, you know, not not a lot. All the economic data uh, that that has been out this week, and there hasn't been a lot, has been not very good unless you count the data that no one can really verify. Uh, that actually happened this morning. Apparently, consumer confidence is at the all almost an all time record high. Like they're they're calling it tech bubble high. Uh, this morning, that was the the number that came out. I don't know how you get that number. I don't know who they call to get that number. I've never been part of that number, but nonetheless, uh, that actually gave Wall Street. And it is funny how the it rallies on things that, quite honestly, don't really mean anything. Uh, there's been plenty of times where 
the, the economy. We've been confident, and it hasn't worked out well, and vice versa. Confidence has been low, but the actual data has been good. Uh, but at least for right now, I don't know if it'll hold up. Uh, the Dow may break its losing streak. I think it was eight straight days. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Gold and silver are just kind of ignoring it, uh, which is probably the right thing to do. Uh, today is the, we're almost at the end of March, so metals plant. We're, we're gearing up. We're going to be shipping out. Uh, we'll, we'll start shipping next week. Uh, so look for that. April starts a new quarter, so if you've been uh, waiting for a time to get in, it's always fun to get in at the end or the beginning of a new quarter. Uh, remember, this is one of those plants that's just a great plant. I mean, you can you can invest as a, a little as a $100 a month. You know, when you think about all the time when we run specials and all of those things, uh, you know, you're looking at usually, you know, things above a thousand dollars. A lot of people are like, God, I, I just don't have that. Uh, the metals plan allows you to uh, start preparing uh, for as little as a hundred dollars a month, uh, and we make four physical deliveries a year. So you get it, you get your stuff, uh, and that's really the best thing about it. And well, and the best thing about it is is how little you pay. Because we pool all the money together, you buy at the cheapest prices possible. Uh, the only fee involved in the entire plan is the shipping fee. That's it. There's no setup fees. There's no uh, cancellation fees. You can start it. You can stop it. Listen, this plan, really, when we put it together, we put it together with everybody in mind. It's one of those things where... It's so important today to start getting prepared. And we also understand, hey, things happen. So if you ever need to take a month off or maybe you need to take a quarter off, no problem, just call us. There's no fee, there's, there's no anything. We're not going to, you know, make you feel bad or anything like that. We'll just say, okay, no problem. I mean, it's just that simple. You can start at any time. Cancel at every at, at any time. If you want more information, uh, if you go out to our website, you click on the metals button. Uh, you can read about it there. If you have any other questions that maybe you didn't get answered on the information sheet, call us at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and we'll be happy to help you. Uh, so start looking for those. Uh, next week we'll start shipping. Uh, Monday maybe, but Tuesday for sure we'll start shipping, uh, and that'll last all of next week and into the following week as well. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Butter on that biscuit. Patriot Radio News Hour. Eight hundred nine five one zero five. Nine two. You know, I gotta say this. Ramon is just. I gotta give him an attaboy. Great job on the website and all the information that's out there. Really, it, it's too long to play. But uh, there's a great interview with Naomi Prince down about oh, a little over halfway down the page. 
and she she does a great job of explaining in very very simple terms what exactly you know a lot of what yesterday's show was about right right we pretended to fix everything right all of us really know right the way that it's supposed to work is if you run a successful company, if you run a successful financial institution, right, you'll have the ability to prosper. And when you don't do those things, you go out of business. And the Federal Reserve, and really the federal government as well, tried to upend that. Right, and they've created this huge debt machine, which all of this is based on. And there's a great article in the Wall or in the USA Today, where really the the guy tries to paint this picture about business and business spending, and he uses debt as how uh, things have gone south, and he doesn't quite get it all. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. But if you just listen to the first 20 minutes, you're going to learn an incredible amount about what it is that they've really done and how they're they're really tried to paper over everything. And just kind of like I was saying, all of a sudden now we're getting all of these spikes and defaults. And she's saying... And I, and, and I hope she's not right, but I think she may be, which is, hey, they're going to get a lot worse. There's going to be a lot more of them. And the more the Fed raises rates, the more there's going to be because they tried to paper over it all. But if you have the time, I think it's going to be well worth it because she, she's so, I mean, the, the woman's written, I don't even know how many books, right? She is a financial expert. And the best part, kind of like the very first article up there, uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth, right? We talk about her. She wrote Fed Up, right? She used to work at the Fed talking about the problem with the pension. Both of them do such a great job of putting it in plain English. So everybody can understand. And really, the one thing that I loved about Naomi Prince is she... I knew that we really uh, eliminated Glass-Steagall. For those of you that don't know history very well, see, we've had some issues with our central bank and really banking in general where they misbehave very badly. And at the at the end, or I guess at the beginning of the Great Depression, one of the reasons, and really the only reason, was what banks were behaving badly. Period. That's what happened. That's what caused it all. They created Glass Steagall, and Glass Steagall prevented banks from doing a lot of things. Right. First and foremost, it prevented big banks. In other words, you weren't allowed to be 
right, operating in multiple states and multiple regions and multiple parts of the world. You weren't allowed to have an insurance arm. You weren't allowed to have, you know, a mortgage arm and this arm and that, a commercial unit. You weren't allowed to do those things. Because really, ultimately, those things are risky. And so she goes and talks about how during the 90s, they eliminated a lot of those laws. And then, of course, in the end of the 90s, they created, and Danielle DiMartino Booth talked about this in her book, where Ellen Greenspan and them, they created the securitization markets. And Naomi Prince talks about how a lot of times these banks are borrowing money so they can buy up these loans so they can securitize them and resell them. You know, and it's kind of this, this big game that goes on. But if you have the time, check it out. I think you're going to learn a tremendous amount about what, I guess, what they think they've done to fix it and why, you know, really, it really heightens up why it never feels better. Because the realities are, it actually isn't better. And we're actually now living in this world where, once again, when you think about why the Federal Reserve got created, you know, G. Edward Griffin's book, Creature from Jekyll Island. By the way, if you've never read that book, if you're one of those people that you really want to know, and maybe you don't, I get it. A lot of people, they don't want to know. Right. In other words, hey, I don't want to read it. I'll take. I'll let Joe read it, and then I'll know because he'll tell me. And a bunch of people are like, oh, I don't want to know. That's too complicated. Federal Reserve money. I don't interest rates. Who knows? I'm just trying to. Right. I'm just trying to provide for my family. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to live my life. And you think about really ultimately was. They were losing control. Right? They were losing deposits, and there were thousands and thousands of banks, and they didn't like it. And they wanted to eliminate competition. And they created this central bank to do just that. And sure enough, not even 20 years later, well, 20 years later, right, 1933, they shut the banks. Right, And over half of them never opened again. No, you're out. We're going to get all the deposits back. Then you think about Glass-Steagall, and they put all this stuff in, and and as late as the mid-1980s, there was over 18,000 banks. You know, I think about our baseball stadium here in town. And all 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 the stadiums all over the country, right, they're, they're usually named after... You know, mega corporations, and a lot of times financial banks and things of that nature. I don't even know how many names we've had. Because the first bank that was the first one that was the, I guess, the sponsor or had the naming rights got out, bought, bought out by another bank, which got bought out by another bank, right? And, 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 and now I don't, I'm not even sure what it's called. But there used to be 18,000 banks. Now here we go through another, right? They strip out these laws in the 90s. 
that all of a sudden these banks start what? Gobbling them up, right? Because they want control of the money. And now we're sitting at a time where what, we've got less than 5,000 left. And if you if you don't have like at least a billion dollars in deposits, you barely can even be a bank anymore. And so take the time, listen to the interview. I think you're going to learn all kinds of stuff about really how this is happening. And one of the other articles, another one, this has been reoccurring. And I'm getting kind of worried now. Kind of like the cashless society, right? Kind of like borders, right? Apparently now, you know, right, the mainstream media is convinced well, close to at least half the population that borders are bad and anybody and everybody should be able to come into this country and and, and cash is bad, right? Everybody's doing that. I'll give you a case in point. My wife and I are, are personal credit card. My wife got the mail yesterday and she opens up the the, the thing and it was from our credit card company. And there was new credit cards in there. And the letter said, hey, there was a breach, right, where the, the, the credit card had been hacked, and we are issuing you these new cards. And throw away your old cards and do all that, right? And my wife's like, there's no number on the credit card. <laughs> and she's in panic. How am I supposed to order from Amazon without a credit card number? And and I kind I just was very calm and I said, well, well, is it on the back? And she turns the card over, and sure enough, there it is. But the funny thing is, is you know the the numbers you know that that were on the card that were they were kind of indented, right? And you remember the old days when when you paid with a credit card, they got the credit card machine out. That little, we called it the clacker. I don't know if you remember back if you went to the the department store or the supermarket and you put the charge card. They put it on that machine, right? And then they put the the the, the three part carbon paper on it, and they they pulled it back and forth and went clack clack, right? And made an indentation of your card. Remember that, right? What is like? Yeah, I remember that. And you get annoyed. Oh, you're a credit card person. Because, right, no one really did that. Well, apparently now, you know, they've got that chip thing, which, by the way, that chip thing, everybody I see trying to use it is annoyed by it. But nonetheless, now there's no indentations at all. I just thought that was kind of interesting. But uh, they issued us new cards with no indentations, no numbers on the front. The numbers are actually now on the back of it. But uh, don't worry. My wife will still be able to order off the Internet, so everything's going to be okay. <laughs> but here's the latest, right? As we get ready, right, they're, they're grooming us to end cash, right? It's dirty. Drug dealers use it. Terrorists use it, right? All of those things. Now they're talking about a universal pay. Let's just pay people just to keep them, what, I guess, from rioting. And there was a great article Ramon posted 
giving people $1,000 in emergency cash could prevent homelessness. <laughs> You're right. It could, right? Uh, giving them a free house could prevent it. I mean, all right. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Everybody that's got a spare room could just take in a homeless person and all that stuff. And there's this study. It was in the uh, August 2016 issue of Science which says $1,000 in emergency cash could substantially reduce the chances they'd end up on the street. I don't know. <laughs> right? So many things wrong with this, right? Who, who are you giving this money to? Uh, and what are the things about it? But the research from the University of Notre Dame said that uh, they are looking into the best way to address homelessness in the United States, and here's what they came up with, just give them money. And you start thinking about all the homeless people like on the street corners and all that, and one of the things I'll tell you is, right, well, at least, I don't know, I have to check. They used to say, listen, don't give them money. Right, they're just going to go out there and what, buy, buy alcohol or buy drugs, and the best thing you can do is try to get them to go to a shelter or a rehab place or whatever. But now, apparently, according to the new study, hey, if we just start handing out people $1,000, what's your homelessness? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. We have known for years that public universities slip a liberal agenda into the coursework that they teach our young people. However, Ohio State University is now openly embracing this fact by offering a course which solely focuses on the liberal fallacies that have plagued leftist academia for years. The course, called Crossing Identity Boundaries, has the express purpose of teaching students about so-called social justice. The term social justice is a favorite for liberals on college campuses. Social justice is based on the idea that some groups of people will always do better in life than other groups of people, regardless of how hard they try to succeed. This is also called identity politics. Of course, this concept is deeply flawed because it ignores the fact that America is a land of opportunity. Although some people may start out with more opportunities because of their parents' prosperity, America is a place where hard work and ingenuity will allow anyone to succeed in the long run. However, despite these obvious facts, Ohio State University is offering this new class to push a false liberal narrative on young people. Part of this narrative is to warn students of the supposed evils of microaggressions. Microaggressions happen when someone insults a group of people without even trying to. For instance, saying America is the land of opportunity is considered a microaggression because it implies that some people do not succeed because they don't work hard enough. However, anyone who has a firm grasp on reality knows that it is true that some people don't succeed because they don't work hard. This identity politics course is not concerned with giving students a firm grasp on reality. They simply want to employ the liberal tactic of passing the blame for failure to someone's race, religion, gender, or some other factor. 
Leftists don't want success for minority groups, as they claim. They just want to give them excuses. On the contrary, conservatives know that America gives everyone the tools that they need to succeed. The rights afforded to all in the U.S. Constitution is the only social justice that Americans need. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges, high schools, and elementary schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we're asking you to get involved and share your story on PSEagles.com. That's PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. I just, we'll just make everything free. You're right. If you gave somebody some money right before they're going to lose their home or their apartment or whatever, yeah, I guess you could prevent them from being homeless for a little while. You know, it's funny is what happened. You know, they didn't give any of my neighbors any money. I know that. They give any of my buddies who lost their homes any money. And yet this is a growing trend and I'm starting I'm seeing it more and more and more. And you know eventually what happens when you continue to take money from those that are productive and hand it out to those that are not. Eventually, what happens? Eventually, everybody ends up at the same place. Here's a great, I guess, uh, and I don't know if it was Eric or whoever, but I heard this example. This is what they're talking about. If you had a student, let's just say it was your kid, and he got an A in English. And let's just say Schmuckatelli's kid got an F. And the teacher says, well, you know what? We're just going to take a couple of these grades away from your kid and give them to Schmuckatelli, and they can both have a seat. What would end up happening if this is what happened? And start thinking about all these classrooms and all these kids. And they're all, you know what, some of them work really hard. Some of them don't do any work at all. Some of them, school comes very easy. For some, it's a lot of work. But if at the end of every semester, every kid got the same grade, what would happen? Think about it. Semester after semester, year after year. Do you think that the ones that were working really hard would stop working so hard? Ah, what's the point? I don't get rewarded for my hard work. And now all of a sudden, what? They're not working that hard. Right, and all of a sudden those A's become B's. The Schmuckatellis are still getting F. Well, now all of a sudden instead of a C, it's a C minus. 
right? And then those Bs become Cs, and next thing you know, the whole class is getting Ds. And eventually, you're on the way to what? You're on your way to ruin. And that's exactly what we've been doing in the United States, and I don't get it. Where is less government? Where is less taxes? Where is all of this? I just saw uh, another, again, Ramon was so on top of another great article on our website talking about property tax. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if this one was on our website. He'll probably have it up there if he doesn't. Do you know that the we paid a record in property taxes th- this last year? Record. And, and you're talking about numbers that, I mean, it's hard to imagine. $540 billion in property taxes. And how did we get here? And, and you and you start asking yourself, what is it? What is it that I'm getting for all of this money? And if you're a productive member of society, you are getting far less than the unproductive ones. Because that's where all the money ends up going. And you sit there and you see the same scenario that I talked about yesterday. We are trying to protect a bunch of unproductive companies and trying to call it prosperity by just continuing to let them borrow money and securitize, borrow money and securitize, and trying to hold it together. And every time we do that, all of these recoveries, they're weaker, and they're weaker. Why? Because the ones that would have emerged don't get to emerge. The ones that would pick through the carcass and create a better retailer or create a better car company are never formed. And now all we, we we sit here and we have it's I don't even know how to count it all. And all the debt that, that's been created, and most of it's been created to pretend. And what I mean by pretend is to pretend that companies that were not healthy are. And it's to pretend that our economy is stronger than what it, what, what it is. And the, rea- and the reality is if we ever want to get back to 3 and 4% GDP growth, we got to go back and let all of these companies go under. And if you don't, it will never happen. And you know what? We have to go back and we have to admit that we live beyond our means and we have to admit that the central bank was a bad idea and we got to go back. We got to put all those things back into place that we got rid of. 
right? Glass-Steagall's got to come back. All the banks got to get smaller, and they got to go back to what? Actually be in a bank. And I just find it fascinating as, as we watch all of this and what this is the minority thought. Right? The debt the debt clock's turned off. It's at twenty trillion dollars. And my thoughts are the minority. The central banks all around the world got trillions and trillions of dollars of fake balance sheet money. We don't even know what it is. We can't even have the banks explain to us what securitizations they have on their balance sheets. We don't even know, even after the crash, how they're all tied together. And this is the minority thought. What's gaining steam is I know, let's just start handing out money to people that haven't been as as successful as others, and that'll fix everything. Patriot Radio News Tower. We'll be back after the break. Everybody get the trophy. It's the same thing. Right? And then you got all these people that, that feel entitled. And, and and now this is it. This is kind of what we, we've created for ourselves. And, you know, if you're big enough, right, they won't let you go out of business. Or at least they'll, they'll let you die the slowest death ever. Right? Look at Sears. They should have been out of business at least a decade ago. We could have had something already have replaced it by now. They're still here. Now we just close a little bit at a time. And, of course, that just delays everything. And it's just, again, it's because they don't want you to know what what they've really done. They took all of these laws that were put into place, you know, and they'll tell you, oh, that was a long time ago. We've learned our lesson since then. You think about all the great, uh, you know, the crisis that had followed the Great Depression. And you think about all the things that they've done to try to uh, exert control again. All of it leading to, what, one bubble after another. And there is a reason why we put the laws in there to begin with. Is because what we learned was every time we try to let you bankers get real big and do real creative things, it always ends up bad for the consumer. And, you know, just little by little, because most people are, what, too busy, what, not paying attention, right? Hey, they're just trying to survive next week. And then you end up paying $540 billion in property taxes. And you start thinking, what am I getting for $540 billion? And you're thinking, where is all of that money going? And then if you really looked into it, you would find out, well, it's going to pay that debt, it is going to pay this debt, and 
pay for this person that no longer is working and all the unproductive things that it goes to pay for. And and you just start shaking your head and you sit there and you think about it and you're going, man, something about that's got to change. And you would think that everybody that would know would view it the same way, and yet it doesn't happen. Look at the health care legislation. Go back to what the original promise was. It's going to reduce the deficit. (laughs) That was number one. It's going to cost you less. If you're going to be able to keep your doctor, you can keep your health. If you like your health insurance company, you can keep it. All that stuff. None of it was true. I think I think something like I don't even know how many counties in Arizona were down to just one. Your choice was one, right? You can choose one plan, and they call it insurance, and most of it wasn't even insurance. In other words, they allowed you to to pick a plan, and they subsidized it all. But these plans were okay. Maybe you could go to the doctor for a cold. Okay, and, and and get a prescription for a steroid or for an antibiotic, and it wouldn't be too bad. But if you actually got really sick, or if you actually got into some form of a broken bone, right, stitches, you know, stuff that you would think, oh, I've got insurance for... No. Well, you got the like you got the ten thousand dollar deductible, and and you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, God, that did not work. None none of the things that they said were going to happen happened, and you would think all of us would want something different, and yet somehow we don't. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, Americans paid $540,701,000,000 in property taxes. That was up $16,748,000,000 from a year ago, or roughly 3.2%. That's even more than inflation. Well, the inflation that they admit to. If your property taxes are up three point two percent, and your 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 kids' college education, let's face it, it's not up three three point two percent. It's probably up thirteen point two percent every year, right? Your insurance, especially here in this state, went through the roof. How can we not have inflation? It said the prior record. For property tax was set in 2009, right? Because property taxes, it's a lag, right? So before uh, the crash, well, right after the crash was the best year, that that number was $527 billion. Now think about it. We were selling, what was it, over a million new homes something like 8 million existing homes. 
Now we sell 500,000 new homes, right? So half existing homes is about 5 million. So not quite half, but, you know, 33% less. And yet prices are at, you know, close to new all-time highs, right? Makes no sense. Of course, then again, the question is, what are they doing with all the money? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, gold is is unchanged, $1,255. Silver up again, 1820 uh, great little clip on our website as well again this morning. Uh, Calling for $20 silver. Uh, sure, starting to look that way. Uh, how about this? I want to read you this. Janet Yellen is, is talking somewhere today. Despite the recovering economy and a substantially improved job market, pockets of persistently high unemployment remain. In lower-income and minority communities, the chairwoman said. She says that there is a need for effective workforce development options for these communities. These programs should include vocational training and apprenticeships, as not every student can afford a two- or four-year degree. (laughs) I got news for you, Janet. No 18-year-old, well, I shouldn't say no, there's a few really hard-working ones. 95% of all 18- and 17-year-olds can't afford anything because they don't work. They don't have jobs, Janet! Or maybe they've got, what, the, the part-time shift at McDonald's. You can't afford it. I think what you meant to say is their parents can't afford it and who made it that way we just paid 540 billion dollars in property tax and everything is worse right can't pay the teachers can't pay the firemen can't pay the policemen you got to bring your own kleenex and paper towels to school with your kid every year. Right, and she's out here talking about the substantially improved jobs market and trying to tell us inflation doesn't exist and all of these other things. It's time to wake up. I mean, I I guess we keep going this way. And these are the things, you know what, that, that quite honestly keep me up at night when you continually try to take away from success and reward the failure this is what you end up getting and I don't know when it changed or how it changed but I just know this if we truly want to make America great again right we'll pull the rug right out from the Federal Reserve and get back the real money 800-516-1220, 800-516-1220, 800-951-0592, uh, that is our toll-free number. Buying, selling, trading, we can help you. We've helped so many people out there. Uh, the Also, by the way, 
for you, uh, those of you that have bought rhodium from us. Ramon has a great article about what rhodium's done. Uh, don't know what the what the future's going to hold there. That's a very volatile metal. But if you're looking at taking some profits down, I mean, you're, you've made 50% in a matter of months. Call me. We can trade you into something else or whatever it may be. 800 951 Everybody enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk again tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.